I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble Playoff Special, delivered by Papa John's, the official pizza partner of the Football League. Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza. This time we're previewing the Football League Playoff Finals, ladies and gentlemen, you lucky things. Aren't we, Peter? Yes, our friends at Papa John's have been running the Score Twice Half Price promotion uh, all season, giving Football League fans the chance to win half-price pizza if their team score two or more goals in a game. Uh, Good news, this weekend, nothing's changing, basically. All fans need to do is sign up at papajohns.co.uk forward slash football and select which team you think uh, will be scoring two or more goals at this week's Wembley Showpiece. If you get it right, you'll get 50% off until the end of the next day, would you believe? That is marvellous. Now, you know Pete's here, but Jim's here. Hello. And Luke's also here. All right. Good to have you back, Jim. Now, gentlemen, what's been your favourite moment of the playoffs thus far? Let's start with an opening question. Jim. Um, I would say when Dean Cox scored for Leighton Orient, oh. uh, when he slammed the ball into the wall, mm. and it came back at him, but it was one of the most composed finishes I've seen. It was an absolute sort of dead-eyed volley, just brilliant, brilliant goal. And what I love about it is... You, they want it so much. The and reaction it, was it, ridiculous. Yeah, it yeah. was. Like it was. If you need to be Lionel Messi because you absolutely have to be, then you can be in some situations. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. It was a world class finish. It, it was, was beautiful. He could, he could have because of the uh, the way he took the free kick and it hit the wall. And it came back to him at quite you know, decent speed. He could have easily. But the amount of times you've seen that sort of shot yeah. lashed over the bar, absolutely in the car park. Got over the top of it nicely and, and composed himself properly. It was good. Good one, Jim. Luke, what you got? Um, I'm going to go for um, a player I've not seen an awful lot of to my detriment this season. I've watched a bit of League One, but not as much as I should have done. And I've always enjoyed it. A lot of teams playing some good football, as I've mentioned before. Um, ben Pringle for Rotherham. Oh, yeah. player. Superb left foot. And, mm. and, and I've seen him throughout this playoff process so far, and he's been absolutely superb. Full of energy, um, great left foot, great dead ball delivery. Um, and also, I found out today that he's um, a graduate of the Wolves End Boys Club. Oh, right. Yeah. So he's They've right- produced... Three players. Yeah, he's running your lot, Donaldson. He's running your lot, mate. From Newcastle upon Tyne, sort of round your neck of the woods. He also has um, a shock of blonde hair, which makes him stand out, and I like that. It's strawberry blonde. Stra- well, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a debate over whether that's a real colour, but yeah, yeah. carry on. Uh, and uh, he was absolutely, as we'll come on, as we'll come on to find out shortly, he was absolutely key to, to Rotherham's progression to, to the playoff final. Um, just delivering balls in not only from dead ball situations, but from really good deep crosses, like from Gary Neville esque, but from the mm. left, from live balls. Um, yeah, it was, it was it was great to see, and I think he's a good player, and he's still young, um, still young enough to to if he's not successful at Wembley next week, perhaps. I mean, Rotherham fans will forgive me for saying, hopefully that perhaps he'll be able to play at a high level anyway. Mm, absolutely, mm. Pete. What have you got to bring to this 
playoff table? Well, I think, first of all, Luke, I don't think they will forgive you for that terrible... <laughs> no, they won't, will they? <laughs> yeah. I, was, I didn't think I'd get away with that. Yeah. <laughs> I love this player. I don't think he's good enough for where he is. <laughs> Steve, Steve, uh, Steve Evans... No, he's will, better. Yeah, he's, he's better, yeah. Steve Evans will kill me if he gets hold of him. You'll um, have to catch you first. Put me in a stew. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it's definitely uh, Gary Rowett getting to Wembley. After, after playing under your good self, uh, Marcus Speller, Mr Peskis Lido. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is his reward. This is his reward. Fine, fine. This fine. far better looking. He has he has the old um, school school teacher V neck shirt tie combo. <clears throat> he dresses very well. Yeah, he, right, he's yeah. gone for the jumper and uh, he, he talked quite a lot about sartorial elegance on the touchline uh, in the Southend Burton game. Mm. He said something like, "Oh, me and so I think he said me and so I can't remember who he was talking about." Um, we uh, we like to make an effort and stuff. Of course, Tizzy. Well, I thought he, I presume he means Paul Tisdale. Uh, is, is is the uh, is the sartorial standard we we will strive he's, for? He's kind of right. a master, though. Isn't yeah, he's he really? the guy who wears the yeah. cravat stuff. Isn't oh, I yeah. see. So, yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah, he talks about it quite a lot. He wears some crazy, crazy clothes. Mm. I, I mean, Garner's volley is an obvious one. Um, oh yeah, mm. <clears throat> which was which was an absolute peach. I'm going to go for the first 89 minutes of Derby's uh, performance <laughs> against Brighton in, yeah. in the home leg for them for the four one. But then, mm. of course, they were four 0 up until that point. Hughes yeah. is a little flick. Lovely, high standards there, mate. Yeah. You're very high standards. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, if you want to play in the Premier League, you've basically gone for an entire game for your highlight. <laughs> nearly, nearly. <laughs> well, they were fantastic, weren't they? They were, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, so yeah, much yeah. energy, so much energy. Well, uh, Derby. Because of that performance, have been rewarded with uh, with a final against QPR. McLaren versus Redknapp. Derby beat mm. Brighton six two on aggregate, and QPR beat Wigan two one on aggregate. McLaren's got a bit of inside knowledge at QPR, of course, because he was there for a few months, and he was very complimentary, especially towards Joey Barton. He said, "I worked with these players for three months, and they're terrific together. They've got great attitude, great work rate, and a good spirit in the dressing room. They know how to win." And Joey Barton's been a big part of that, and talked about Barton when he came back from um, South of France. Mm. Was a real catalyst in, in the team, exploding as he put it. And Barton himself talked about the team being a band of brothers. And uh, it's interesting, isn't it, when you look at all the experience there, which we, we, we've said, and as of many others, that they do seem to have this togetherness. It's the disappointment of not uh, reaching an automatic promotion place. Mm. It hasn't scoured that, no. or soured that rather. So um, they're, they're a force, QPR, aren't they? They're but all mercenaries together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, band, a band of hired like, guns. Very much like the A team. All the expendables. Yeah. Yeah. Now, clearly, what's happened here is because Steve McLaren is, as we know, a time lord. Yeah. Um, um, he's he's <laughs> deliberately got done that little stint at QPR to get research on them for for mm. you know the the upcoming playoff final. We knew this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. It. It's like it does make leap. perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. I I think because um, <clears throat> he also went on to say that um, had Charlie Austin not been injured, he thought QPR might be um, might have been able to seal mm. automatically. That's in February, in February to April. To yeah, and, and by the way, that um, Austin played in the second leg. I mean, he was the difference between the two sides. So you can see why that would that would be the case. It's true what he says. I mean, the fact of the matter is, I, mean, I, I don't want to. Again, I, I don't, I'm not having a go at QPR <coughs> for, for the situation they're in, but they've got a lot of good players. Yeah. The situation is they got relegated from the Premier League with a massive wage bill and a massive load of players. Is it higher than Dortmund's? Right? Apparently, it was. Yeah. And they, I don't know if it's a list. <laughs> That's incredible. And they need it? to. Yeah. And they need to keep the. And they've kept a lot of those players together, and they should really be 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 doing better than they are. But it won't matter if they win at Wembley against no. Derby because they'll go up anyway. Yeah, they will of course all be forgotten. Which is a you know that's got to be as much of a motivation for those players as anything else they will they will feel that pressure yeah. I, 
I think that the, the di- it's interesting how sort of opposed the situations are because Derby are absolutely flying, absolutely loving their football. I think there's a lot less pressure on them because they're just they're enjoying it so much. I don't think they really expected this at the start of the season, and you know they don't have that pressure that QPR. Has. Well, certainly not at the start of the season because McLaren had taken over then. Absolutely, uh, but even when he did take over, I, I mean McLaren's first game unofficially in charge, if you like, yeah. he went into the dressing room and they were four one down at half time. Yeah. Had a word and they, they got it to four all. Yeah. I mean here they are on on the brink playing some fantastic football. I thought McLaren to. to Back up what you just said, Jim. There, McLaren said that the QPR players know Wembley and they know the big games, whereas his team have innocently got to the final. As, mm. as he put well, it. And, and the key thing about the Derby is just the, the amount of goals they score. I mean, people yeah. raved about Leicester. They won thirty-one games in the league this season. They scored eighty-three goals, and everyone was saying they were the standout best team and, and praising Nigel Pearson and and uh, all the players at Leicester, Nugent and Knockart and Drinkwater, all those guys. Mm. But Derby scored more goals. Yeah, I know, so, that's, so, so it's incredible, isn't it? If, if if that's anything to go by, and when they get the bit between their teeth, when they play with freedom, and you can, and I said this last week, you can see how they approach the semi-final. They approach the semi-final trying to keep it very tight in the first leg, knowing um, that in the second leg, when they're at Pride Park. Brighton don't score many goals. Mm. Brighton's strength is, is, is they, 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 they sort of didn't concede that many. But Derby on their game and on top form at home can blow teams away. And it's exactly what they did. They play yeah. with such confidence. And I wonder whether QPR will be able to deal with them. And I said that last week and I said it this week. QPR are a good team. Of course they are. And we're looking at probably the third and fourth best teams in the championship, aren't we? Which I is, think which we're all agreed there. Um, but I wonder if Derby is a little bit too good. Well, Derby finished five points <clears throat> above QPR. They scored 24 goals more, didn't they? They did. Yeah, uh, I mean, Rangers conceded eight less, but the, the, the goal difference is obviously um, mm. much better. Dar- it's 18 head-to-head. <laughs> yeah. There you are. Uh, Derby, uh, they beat QPR 1-0 at home in February, and QPR won last November at Loftus Road 2-1. It was very tight between them when they've played. But do you look at that? I mean, the stat that stands out there is, is well, you've got the five points, but the 24 goals more. Yeah. Well, against Brighton, they were ruthless, and just, as I say, they were enjoying it. You mentioned the Will Hughes goal um, earlier. Like that is a back heel in a crowded box in a yeah. playoff, like playoff second leg semi final. That's that's a big pressure game, and they just seem so confident that it's, it's not affecting them. If anything, it's just driving them on. Yeah, the only thing I would say is that potentially the counterpoint to, to my point about Derby potentially being too good is that you wonder whether at Wembley on a big yeah, that, that big experience, occasion, that QPR mm. experience, those Premier League appearances that those lot those players have played. Big games, you know. Barton's played at the very top level. Crankcastle ex- established yeah. international football yeah. player. There's a lot of players in there that have, that have done it all before. I mean, even someone like <coughs> Nedimanuo who plays mm. for them, he's come through at City. He's played yeah. games in the, in the Premier League, and, and, and so that could stand him in good stead. Derby are quite a young team, aren't they? Mm. Again, though, the flip side to that is there's, there's more pressure on QPR because of that. It's more expected. True, so and, so, and I think some of the psyches of those footballers. I'd hate to sort of bring that up again, but like. This, if they're in the championship next season, they still get paid the exact same massive yeah. wages. Yeah. So you know it doesn't really matter. You know, mm. <laughs> when I'm they're in the Premier League, I'm not going to get. You know, well they might get ten percent more or something. But True, but really... once they've played in the Premier League, they know what it's like, and they'll they're footballers. They'll back themselves, and they yeah. think, bloody hell, we've got to get back up there for crying out loud. People mm. are watching us and, and, and seeing us do that. And then, and then in a final um, at Wembley, we've seen so many great playoff finals over the years. Yeah. It can just go crazy and. I mean, McLaren's a good man, um, a good motivator as well, but so is Redknapp. Mm. So it will be very interesting to oh. see how the game goes and how the two of them react. At to that what's level, happening. at that level, I mean, look, he's, he's, he's arguably lost a bit of interest, and he's, he's, I would argue he's probably a fading force, Harry Redknapp now. Mm-hmm. But at that level, I mean, don't forget, he managed my team at that level, and he is, he's a class above. He really is, and he, he can get players going, he re- genuinely can. Mm. You wonder whether at the top level, or the very top level, he can. 
he can tactically outmaneuver other managers and whether he's a little bit too base. Um, we saw that he was quite naive, if you remember, when he managed Tottenham in the Champions League. Yes. He came unstuck when it really counted, which you would expect. Yeah. But at a championship level, um, when uh, sort of the first half of the season when QPR were doing really well, I just thought they would do exactly what he did at Portsmouth in 2003, where he just flew throughout the division, no one got near them. Mm. Um, but obviously they fell off a little bit. And I, I, I say, I wonder if Redknapp's got the motivation. I think he may walk away if they don't get promoted this mm. this season yeah. but he's got a lot of experience but then McLaren will, 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 has, has experience of failure at a top level which stands yeah. you in good stead they always say you learn more from your failures than you mm-hmm. do from your successes so and, it'd be a really yeah. interesting game McLaren's won titles as well which yep. is, but that's huge yep. you know, he's, that, that experience is going to be absolutely uh, crucial to him one thing I'm excited about with, with this fixture is that next, next season we're going to get either Charlie Austin or Chris Martin in the Premier League yeah. Yeah. and it'd be interesting to see how they step up because they, they've both just been fantastic this season just banging them in well keep uh, and Derby are both big clubs aren't they so yeah, great to see them back up there yeah, it, I think that's one of the best things about the, the playoffs isn't it where you look into thinking, oh we're going to see a couple of these big players in the, in the Premier League again mm. and they'll get the exposure and the recognition that they deserve. Yeah. So they put in performances week in, week out in the Championship, which is, as we all know, a brilliant division. And to do that and to test their mettle. I mean, I, a part of me thinks, yeah, you're absolutely right, Jim, to see Charlie Austin and some of those players, Barton back in the Premier League, is always going to be an interesting one. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great to see? But then you think, but those Derby youngsters, what absolutely. could McLaren do? Will Hughes as well. I mean, it would be a great time for him to step up onto the real big stage. Absolutely. I mean, it's always it's very much expected that he won't be at Derby for a huge amount longer, but it would be great to see him, you know, see what he can do in the Premier League. Yeah, an interesting little one here. QPR are going to appeal to the South Korean FA for permission to play defender Yoon Suk-yung um, in the final. Yoon is uh, in the South Korea squad for the World Cup, of course, but according to FIFA rules, the 19th to the 25th of May is a rest period. Mm. The only exception is for the Champions League final. They've already uh, had to appeal to the Croatian FA for Nico, Nico Krangtar. They've accepted who, that. Who they? They've accepted yeah. that. I, yeah. never, I never knew that little rule. No, it's a funny one. Isn't it? I'm sure he'll be allowed. It'd be ridiculous if he isn't. I'm not... Well, not necessarily, because the South Koreans might think, well, no, they're the rules, he's our man, we don't want him risking injury or anything like that. Yeah, but do they want to like take him out of such a big game before the World Cup? Surely that will just upset him. Yeah, and right. He'll, he'll not be happy it. in his squad. It's, well, easier we'll for someone, they do it's easier decision for someone like Cranker who just swans around like a Rolls Royce. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, um, Doesn't really young, expend a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah. He rests <laughs> on the pitch. Young's a hundred mile hour fullback. He could easily hurt himself. <laughs> that, that, that is that is very true. Uh, yeah, I think that it, I just think this is an absolutely extraordinary match because it is. It is. It's still a domestic season, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well, so it is. I'm sure contractually, there's probably something that says that he, if he's, we're the one paying the wages, yeah. he's going to bloody play. Well, they, well, they've had to appeal. Yeah. So the rules would say that that actually trumps any of those kind You've of... You've got to lie down on that day. You've <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to right. go to sleep. The you thing can't is even ma- do any gardening. It's quiet time. It makes you laugh because you think, oh, well, Matt, the C- players from Man City, for example, yeah. I mean, they're supposed to be end of the season, they're supposed to be resting up ahead of the World Cup. <laughs> they're playing friendly. Yeah. playing friendly. Yeah, that's, mm. yeah, it's, it's cra- that's why, I mean, it's a bit of a slight tangent, we won't go into it too much on this show, but um, when people talk about a winter break, I was even not going to be off to in America yeah. in the mm. Middle East for two weeks over Christmas, making yeah. a load of money. Absolutely. It's exactly what will happen. Mm. It's it's a, it's a shame. But, I mean, going back to the to the to the final, I think that it it is really 
the youthful exuberance of Derby against the experience of QPR, and it's yeah. an absolutely uh, enthralling one to, mm. to think. Every, every playoff that has been played from the, the the semis, each leg, there's so many little narratives. It's going been great, on. It's, it's been really brilliant, good. and the, yeah. the quality of the goals and the games has mm. just been superb. It never disappoints the playoffs. I must say as well, Derby County's fans, you can, can hold your heads high for an <laughs> absolutely world class pitch invasion. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was the best of the weekend. It flowed so quickly. It was like within two seconds, the entire stand had emptied onto the pitch. Yeah. It's like they rehearsed it. It's like what? Connect Four at the end. Where you just <laughs> 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 well, there, and uh, on a slightly more serious note, that um, about the, the Derby fans, they are doing. I think it's in the thirty-first or the thirty-second minute of the final. They're all uh, applauding uh, a local uh, Derby uh, DJ. I think he's got uh, cancer or something. So they're right. going to be doing a tribute there, which is oh, a, amazing. Which is a nice touch as well. So yes, they have been absolutely magnificent. Those Derby fans. Um, but going back to the to the pitch invasions, that has been. I, I didn't realise that. Uh, it happens it, so often. <laughs> yeah, well, really, yes. Does it happen every year, the pitch invasion at the end? Because yeah, yeah. to me... It's a thin end of the wedge for me. It's going to get to the point where every single win is going to be a pitch invasion. Mm. So yeah. I'm careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> You're happy with that. They're have to, they're Pictures to... will be bogs over Christmas. <laughs> yeah, gonna... be like the good old days. Footprints everywhere. They're going to yeah. have to play football in the stands. Yeah, they, they will. Mm. Yeah, the, it'll be a whole reversal. The crowd will be on the pitch <laughs> and the football will actually be played in the terrace. Mm, that would be yeah. good. Especially like in South America with a big steep stand. Yeah. Very difficult. <laughs> play the long ball. Get the long ball back in. Um, <laughs> Leighton Orient will play Rotherham in the final. The O's, the mighty O's, beat Peterborough three-two on aggregate. Now there was a, there was a, a pitch invasion after the first goal went in. Pretty much <laughs> yeah, as you said yeah. earlier with Dean Cox, um, a fantastic goal, and they were all on the pitch. I mean, he went crazy. It was like he scored one of the old-fashioned golden goals. Yeah, but it w- it was a beautiful. I say old-fashioned. I mean, it's not that old. But yeah. it was, yeah. you know, I thought I thought there was an yesterday. amazing atmosphere at Brisbane Road. A colleague did, of mine yeah. I worked with was at the game, said it was absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was really great. Well, Chris Dagnall's goal, one hundredth goal, career goal. What a what a time to get it in the semi-final, winning goal. Showed amazing composure. Yeah. Bearing in mind the atmosphere that the the um, the stage you know, and all that kind of stuff, the importance yeah. of it, to just gently, kind of, calmly stroke it in after yeah. taking a touch. Absolutely I glorious. Thought, I thought Leighton Orient were a better team. They deserved to go yeah, through. They were. Yeah. They yeah. were. They, they really Preston gave them a scare it. late on, though. No, Peterborough. It was... Um, no, sorry, Peter, yeah, it Peterborough. Was, um, <laughs> it was an interesting thing to hear with Darren Ferguson, because he seemed to say after the game that, oh, we'll just, Peter, we just didn't take our chances. It's like, well... Late night had loads more chances. Yeah. It? It, 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 it was odd. <laughs> when Chris Dagnall scored, the, the commentator on Sky mm. said he will never score a more important goal. You don't know that. That's just huge sweeping generalisation. Yeah, he gets the winner in the final. He scored his 100th career goal. It's not <laughs> unlikely that he will you know, yeah, score in the final. If, yeah, if he scores in the final, then surely that's um, <laughs> pretty redundant. Yeah, could, that could be broken next week. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, he's only, and he's only 28. He's got yeah. loads of football ahead of him. <laughs> I know. The, the commentator, though, that's the same guy who, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, where he said... Um, it's the most wonderful time of the year, the League One playoffs. <laughs> right. He actually said when Leighton Orient scored their second goal, which basically meant they were going through, he actually said, the rising power in the East is on the march again. Wow. God, a Game of Thrones. Well, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like one of those like, World War II like, rise of communism <laughs> type. Yeah, Cold War it's, scenes. It's like they've programmed a soundboard with loads yeah. of cliches and loads of really mental things He's and so they just make it up it. as they go along. He's so passionate, that commentator. <laughs> <laughs> marvellous, absolutely marvellous. Um, uh, but yeah, they went 2-0 up and 
uh, and, and Peterborough scored in injury time, and it gave them a bit of a scare. And that's the funny thing, isn't it, with with old football? Um, they, were, they were absolutely romping at home, and then there was a chance right at the death for mm. two all. Well, the geezer should have taken it into the corner. Yeah. Leighton Orient striker had a, had a shot instead. Yeah. Gave per, per, possession back. You to s- did you say geezer because they're based in East London? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. couldn't help it. I don't answer anything now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, I was going to say to you that... Uh, he, should have had, he should have put it in oh, the yeah. corner. Well, the, the, Ginola-esque? The Peter yeah. Br- yeah, it was, it was. Could have been, <laughs> at least. The Peterborough goal as well. Um, the goalkeeper tried to uh, grab the ball to stop them getting the restart. I saw that. But he got bundled mm. over oh, to yeah. the net. <laughs> and they oh, just yeah. took the ball anyway and legged it back. It well, great. if Orion can go up, it'll be the first time in nearly 20 years that the club will uh, be one league below the top flight. Mm. Interesting that there, were no, uh, there was no extra time anywhere. Yes, that's that good right. or bad. What, what do you oh think? no, there was. Well, there was. QPR QPR. Oh, of course there was. Yeah, yeah. That's the only one though. Yeah. And after that was good, Jim, because Charlie Austin popped up and made the mm. difference. I liked it. No but, pens. That's a shame. No, but no I, I do know what you mean though, because a lot of the games are quite tight. Yeah. And, so, there's, and there's no away goals either. Yeah. There's no away. Yeah. So mm. you think it's more be, of a chance? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. That's interesting. Isn't it? Should we do away with the away goals? Mm. I think we should. Um, Rotherham beat Preston. <laughs> Uh, 4-2 in aggregate they've beaten 3-1 at home I mean they looked the better side didn't yeah, they Preston took the lead uh, from uh, Gallagher free kick that wasn't really dealt well it wasn't dealt with at all hence it went in um, uh, but Rotherham came back with two great headers didn't they Thomas oh, uh, with equal there Frecklington well the first header the keeper should have done better the do you se- think? yeah I think so the, okay. sec- the second one was just an absolute neck bulger <laughs> <laughs> ben, ben Pringle put that ball in again that sort of sh- nice shape from the left yes and uh is it Frecklington, I think, headed the ball. It was Frecklington. He was going away from goal, and he was about 15 yards mm. out. I mean, the thing is, the reason I wanted to highlight that is because any one of us who plays football down the park or whatever with their, with their pals, I mean, you just try that. Yeah. Yeah. Try the head of the ball from 15 yards out yeah. into the corner with enough power to get past even a pedestrian goalkeeper. Yeah. And it's some skill. I mean, I tell you, he does it very well, obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo. He just gets a neck oh, yeah, yeah. in. He's got the neck of a horse. Yeah, yes. His neck is as wide as his head. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and that header... Just generate the timing and the power out of that was just so impressive. I thought. Mm, not how, many- how do you get a muscular neck? Heading the ball I, over and over. Yeah, again. there's no other gym work you yeah. can do. You yeah. just got to practice heading. You don't it. see people like dumbbells well, you see, or, you or see across bo- their back. You see boxers putting those um, sort of straps over their head like that. With oh, the weights yeah. hanging down, and they just they lie on the side of the ring and just do like neck ups. Like right. That. Yeah. Bloody hell, that's yeah, horrible. Hard. Yeah, that is. <laughs> that, my that's neck terrible. hurts even thinking about it. Yeah. Imagine, imagine seeing someone do that. Yeah. You'd be scared, would you? On a bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doing that on public transport would but be. But that good. header was like, that was neck factor 5,000. It was absolutely <laughs> bolded neck. I know. Pete, you love a good header. You must have enjoyed that one. I, lo- I, I love any kind of header, but I certainly enjoy a bullet from going away from goal. Yeah. Lovely right. old job. Yeah, indeed. Uh, but Rotherham. It's, it's a bullet no gun could. D- Fire, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. It would be a gun going backwards. What about yeah. the Rotherham keeper, Pete? He nearly did a Pat Bonner. <laughs> he did. It was a shot and he fluffed it and yeah. went just wide and I thought, oh no. But can you just please <laughs> emphasise exactly how close that was to going in? Oh, it was like, it was Pat about, Bonner. Yeah. That's how close it was. <laughs> it was a millimetre from the post. Yeah. And his face was an absolute picture yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the blood just teleported out of him somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but your man Pringle, Luke, uh, hit the bar with a volley. That would have oh, been one that was an absolute beauty as yeah. well. He, he, he nicely timed that as well. Again, it's a great technique. He's all technique, uh, Pringle. He's mm. got a lot of energy about him as well, but he's all technique. And that volley, I mean, it's one of those ones where yeah. you think, oh, I'd love to absolutely smash this, but he, he controlled it nicely as yeah. well. He's unlucky. He should have scored. Well, Agard sealed it after a nice setup, and uh, and and Rotherham went through. I mean, big Steve Evans was charging down the top line, touch line celebrating. Mm. Um, he is a beefy boy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, sure and he doubles up as the roller. <laughs> 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 
That's unfair, but it very does, well. He does little rolls. Just forward rolls. He enjoys it, it. it's fine. It's fine, yeah. he loves it. He, he loves does, it. doesn't he? He forward loves rolls or sideways rolls. I suppose sideways <laughs> is quicker. He, he, I saw him run up <laughs> after the, when the final whistle went and he started to kind of sort of pack. You know when football managers do that thing where they sort of pat the side of the head but they get right around the back of the yeah. head and get really yeah. lovely about it. Like darts players do it yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. He did that to a couple of his players and they looked stunned. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he would probably dig his claws in. They're only still standing. They're only still standing there because, you know, when you're in the, in mm. the um, on safari and you get charged by a big animal, you're supposed to stand your ground. Or That's, just true. Chase That's, true, yeah. That's what they were doing it. Safari training is a big thing for his regime as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> think That's outside the box. Yeah. Steve Evans is coming. Yeah, we're going to sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah, we're going to get some very <laughs> trade. Um, uh, he does love uh, a post-match interview. Most managers think, oh, hurry up. Steve Evans really loves it, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. He's one of those Phil Brown type performer type mm. managers, isn't he? Yeah, and you can use your own, draw your own conclusions whether that's a good thing or not. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, uh, to compare the two, Leighton and Rotherham, they both finished on eighty-six points in the league. Rotherham scored one more goal, but concede, uh, conceded thirteen more than Orient. Um, Rotherham beat Orient two one in Feb, um, and in October Orient beat Rotherham one well, nil. This is another very close. It's another situation where we've got the third and fourth best teams in the that's right, That's here. right. It's amazing how much these stats play out, isn't it? It's th- I think it's something like thirty six percent for third place teams to go out through the playoffs. It's much more. It's disproportionate. Mm. Um, Preston have also struggled again. I mean, it's not the ninth time they've been in the playoffs. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, it's a difficult one for them. Yeah, um, especially talk- after that goal. Talking about Evans and his uh, and his quotes and interviewing and whatnot, he said after Rotherham. I mean, they're going for back-to-back promotions. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, yeah. Which is brilliant stuff. He said this ranks up there. Well, I still maintain that the Aldershot game last year is the best because we won promotion, but this is up there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's trying to keep his players' feet on the ground, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe keep his own. Mm. As he's answering, he's thinking, no, I'm getting a bit too ahead of myself. He also said something which was a little bit sinister, which was, um, it's my job to make sure we enjoy this tonight. <laughs> what have you got planned, wow, Steve? Jesus. What have you got planned, Steve? Put some uh, boys to men on the stereo. As, as, as he pulls off his shirt and tied to reveal a Club 1830 t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Skin tight. Lovely. <laughs> Stop shoving buckets of water over himself. One of the original ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Russell Slade's talking big, though. He's saying, we're not going to Wembley to make up the numbers. We're going there to get to the next level. Good. Yeah, Good luck to them all. I'd like to see Latin do it personally, but yeah, I would I'd love be, that. I'll be watching the final with uh, with interest regardless. Yeah, absolutely. In League Two, Burton Albion will play Fleetwood Town. Mm. Fleetwood beat York City one nil on aggregate. Very tight. Graham Alexander's men squeezing into the final at the expense of York City. They mm. um, they drew nil nil yeah, uh, in, in the second leg. Yeah, it was it, I enjoy it. a bit of an anomaly. Yeah, yeah. So it was yeah because the games were so. Good. I mean, listen, I watched both the Burton Albion South and United games. Both fantastic, mm. uh, and the second leg uh, particularly was absolutely superb. But I can't say the same about the Fleetwood York game. My favourite thing about the Fleetwood York game was that there was a spare goal at the side of the pitch. Yeah, you don't believe <laughs> that? Kind of score on this one. <laughs> <laughs> the last place you need it. It's arrogant. It. You think you're going to burst it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Fleetwood. I mean, it is a remarkable story with Fleetwood. They're going for their sixth promotion in ten years, um, and Andy uh, Pilly became Fleetwood Town chairman. And the club was was a far cry to what it is now. I think we can agree. Before he took over, the club was in serious financial trouble. Probably going to be um, wound up. Um, the attendance of his first game in charge as chairman, sorry, uh, was eighty. He wow. spent. Te- I mean, he spent a lot of money, but you know, fair, fair enough. I think I'm right in saying that um, Burton Albion and Fleetwood will be contesting the League Two Player Final. And I think and I haven't heard any years ago. It is now five or ten. One of those. They were competing against each other in the Northern Premier League. Right. Brilliant! Wow. Think, yeah, so it's, it's it's some journey for both. It's amazing. Of them. Well, these it, the, the Fleetwood chairman spent ten million pounds on the club and at the brink of being promoted again this time. Obviously, that's how much it costs you to get into League One. Yeah, mm. crazy. 
Well, the game's gone mad. It's, the game's gone, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's wrap it up now. I know, indeed. But, it, yeah, that, I mean, that, that, that's a real intriguing one, as you say, because both have history in playing in a lower division. Um, uh, Burton drew one all t- uh, against Fleetwood in the FA Cup second round, won the replay 1-0. Fleetwood won at Burton 4-2, whereas Burton won 3-2 at Fleetwood. Fleetwood finished four points above Burton and scored 19 goals more, but conceded 10 more. I thought the game between Burton and Southend was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Burton went um, ahead... And Southend knew they had a job on their hands, and that sort of seemed to shock Southend to life because in the first leg, Southend was so poor, mm. uh, and they obviously got their noses in front again, uh, managed to sort of um, sort of make it happen, and then they, mm. they just let the back door open again, and it was and it was it was so sloppy. Um, and I, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I, I don't, I've got no particular beef with Southend, but they're a bit. <laughs> Well, oh, you, you, wow. you're broken your chair. <laughs> you're getting, getting so excited. The just bailed out. My goodness. Leave it out. You're not pulling up chairs and throwing them on the pitch. I think it's the same, <laughs> right. it's the, it's the same chair I broke like three weeks ago. Yeah. I'm giving it again. And the microphone um, fell apart recently. Yeah, it did, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, you're right, mate. I'm Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just going to quickly say that. South Ender are, <laughs> are a much bigger side than Burton. Much bigger club. Burton fans won't mind me saying that because Burton mm-hmm. have been a, a non-league team. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and they richly deserve it because they really took the ball by the horns and went for it and they're getting their award mm. and they had an awful lot of time um, to think about it on the way because their coach broke down apparently and they, they sat on the side oh, of the road amazing absolutely amazing they must have thought that this isn't going to happen this, yeah. <laughs> this is not happening they also lost their big centre back didn't they he yeah. was suspended yeah. Yeah. yeah so there you go there we are I do fancy Fleetwood in the, in the yeah, yeah they might just nick it. But mm. again, another in, in, intriguing encounter. I'd, um, like, I'd like to see Burton do it. I like, I like that Adam McGurk has got sort of Zlatan style hair and also that his, his name sounds like the noise a chicken would make. McGurk? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there you are, ladies and gentlemen. There you are. Three, uh, three finals for you, nicely poised. But if you get a little bit hungry. Oh, I like that. Which thing. you will. It works. It, then Pete's got something to tell you. Yeah, so uh, our friends at Papa John's. I like having slightly contractual friends, it means they can't leave me. <laughs> like all the rest of them. Well, uh, you say that. Yeah. <laughs> our friends at Papa John's have been uh, running the Score Twice Half Price promotion that I mentioned a little bit earlier on, uh, giving Football League fans the chance to win half price, price pizza if the team score two or more goals in a game. Good news, it's happening once again. As I mentioned a little bit earlier on, all you need to do is go to uh, papajohns.co.uk forward slash football, select which team you think will score two or more goals at this weekend's Wembley Showpiece. If you get it right, you'll get 50% off until the end of the next day. So you could order like five times if you wanted to. I- I'm, it's going, fine. I'm going for Derby. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Jim. You reckon? Leighton Orient, Orient, Lukey. I think Derby's a, a really good. Yeah, shout. I think Derby's a shoe in. A pizza in, if you we're, like. We're all going there. <laughs> and with regards to the VIP playoff competition, thanks to everyone who entered into the Papa John's VIP playoff competition. Entries have now closed, so make sure you tune into the Papa John's Twitter feed at Papa John's UK, who will be announcing the winners. Uh, so there you are, ladies and gentlemen. That is the end of the show. Do enjoy the playoff finals, of course. Thank you for listening to the uh, the last football ramble playoff special delivered by Papa John's, the official pizza partner of the football league. Papa John's better ingredients. Better pizza. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Luke. Goodbye. Pete. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me.